0: Welcome to the Art of Money Podcast with Art McPherson. And thanks for checking out the Art of Money Podcast. My name is Mark Owens alongside Art McPherson and Luke McCarty. All the information for the McPherson Financial Group You can find it at theartofmoneyradio.com. All right, Art McPherson, got a question about for you. We need uh, some definition. Because of the pandemic, the IRS waived RMDs in 2020, but looks like they're going to be back this year. So we asked a few of our listeners if they remember what exactly is an RMD.
1: You have to take it out. I do not know what an RMD is.
0: (laughs) No, I don't. What is it? I mean, appreciate their honesty. So let's get a little (laughs) definitions. 101, R. McPherson, tell us, what is an RMD, and is it something that we deal with just at the end of the year, or should we deal with it all year round? It's a
2: required minimum distribution once you hit the ripe old age of 72. Mm -hmm. So the IRS says you can no longer mark defer all that money in your IRA, 401k, any qualified counts that you have deferred tax on, you now have to start withdrawing, whether you need it or not, a percentage based on your life expectancy. So usually it's around three and a half, three point eight percent. Used to be it was seventy and a half. They changed the rule about a year and a half ago when they passed the secure act. And the secure act was supposed to be, you know, really wonderful for us, but in reality, if you look at the details of the secure act, all it did was secure the eighty nine trillion dollars that's going to be changing hands from the baby boomer generation to their kids and their grandkids. Instead of that money being able to be stretched out over a life expectancy for those kids and those grandkids, it now has to be spent within 10 years. So the government basically secured $89 trillion that's going to be coming over the tax on that over a 10 year period instead of 3540.
0: When we said at the beginning that the IRS waived RMDs in 2020, how is that a good thing?
2: Um, it can be a good thing because then you didn't have to make the distribution if you didn't need it. But now this year, it is not waived. So because of COVID is passed, for the most part, we're now on the waning side of it. I think we've, on most estimates, have now hit herd immunity, which is why we're seeing the mask mandates begin to fall mm-hmm. and we're starting to see the travel restrictions begin to fall. So by the time August, September rolls around, we should be back 100% capacity and normal again as far as the country goes. So it'll be really nice to see that and we might actually be able to go on a trip again. I was supposed to go to Iceland last year, and I, of course, got all canceled, and I would really like to be able to do some fun trips again, but right now unless you have a vaccine, you're not going anywhere. So right. one of those things, the trips have been restricted still and the travel. We have a wonderful cruise line industry in the state of Florida, but because the cruise line industry wants to mandate the vaccines or have a mandate vaccine passport, our governor says, no, I don't think people should be mandated. They have to take an experimental vaccine, right. even though the vaccine you know, can be very helpful because it's still in the experimental side. I, he's like, I don't want to mandate something that's experimental. So sure. there are arguing a little bit about that, but state of Florida could really, really use the cruise line opening back up.
0: Yeah, I saw that like it was over in Greece or you were right, might've been Iceland where they've reopened cruise lines again and they are booked solid. Yes. So the next year and a half is just completely booked up. Can't get a cabin on any cruise lines.
2: Well, people are missing it. You know, you have people that cruise all the time. And they'll do three, four cruises a year. <laughs> Pam and her husband, who work for me in our office, they're the cruising queen and king, man. They just go all the time. And they're Jones and they go too. They cannot wait to go. So you've got a lot of people like that, that not only just do one cruise a year, they do three, four, sometimes five. And you've got some people that do that as a real part of their retirement and they have not been able to. So people are really, really ready to do that.
0: Have you seen that before where somebody, they retire and they say, we're going to downsize. We're going to get out of the family house. The kids are all grown and we've got a condo now, but we're going to spend our retirement living the cruise life.
2: I have. There are some people that do that. We have a lot of people that downsize because they don't want to have to worry about if they want to really travel. So they want to go from here. I was talking with a client this week. They're going to go from here to Alaska and they're doing it in a motorhome. Wow. Well, it's going to take them about two months to do the trip that they want to do because they're going to start up at a lot of national parks and they're going to do a lot of things. And when they're in Alaska, they expect to be in Alaska for about a month. Mm -hmm. What a wonderful trip but you better have somebody doing your lawn for you and you better make sure that you don't have all the requirements that a typical house will have. So yeah, we have a lot of clients that do that, that will downsize a little bit or convenience. You know, they'll have maybe a couple places. They'll have a place in the mountains. They'll have a place here, but they want to have very low maintenance to them. You know, they want to just be able to kind of come in, go, come in and go and, you know, treat it more like a, a place to stop, but not as a place to live as much as you do while you're working.
0: Right, right since we're kind of talking about vacations a little bit, have you had any clients come to you and say, look, you know, I've been pretty good over the past year with saving up and now that the world is starting to reopen, I want to readjust my income plan a little bit to allow me to travel more in 2021 than in previous years.
2: Absolutely. We've been doing that this year quite a bit already. Yeah. So we've had people, actually what typically happens is people didn't spend as much last year as they anticipated. Mm -hmm. So what they ended up doing is having a lot more savings, you know, so they have, $20,000, $30,000 Twenty thirty thousand dollars more in their savings account they expected to have because they th- that was going to be for travel. Well, they didn't end up using it for travel, so it just sat there and accumulated, and now they're <laughs> ready to go. So they have their normal budget for saving for travel, and then they got this lump sum of money, so they can do some pretty neat things. So I got a lot of people that are wanting to do that, and that's why I think you're seeing these places like the Airbnbs, things like that, are able to charge more because people have more in savings because they were not able to get out. Yeah. Oh, and we they were not able to do anything. Couldn't go to sporting events, couldn't go to concerts, <laughs> (laughs) do anything. Yeah. I mean, I felt very fortunate during COVID at its really hard times, was able to get on my motorcycle and just get a little bit of out in the open or get in the boat, you know, because you didn't have to wear a mask on my boat, at least. (laughs) You didn't have to wear a mask on the motorcycle, which was nice. So it was nice. And you are definitely farther than six feet apart when you're on a motorcycle. I promise you that.
0: I do want to talk about your book, Art McPherson. You have a best-selling book available. It's called Nothing is Certain But Death and Taxes, until now. Tell me about the book. Who did you write it for?
2: Everybody listening to the show today, as we're talking about taxes and the problems with taxes, <laughs> um, you know, we give some good examples, real world examples of cases that we've done with our clients and, and, how we've helped them be successful in retirement on how to minimize their taxation. Uh, one of my favorite examples is, and we touch on it in the book, but real detail is this year we were able to take somebody who had about $120,000 a year retirement income, 100% of it was taxable. And about eight years ago, we started working on it. And this year, the first time, he was 100% tax-free. Nice. So his total revenue that he had to write a check to the IRS was $17. dollars
0: mm. That's fantastic. And the book is called Nothing is Certain But Death and Taxes Until Now. Very easy read. It's not full of like over your head jargon. And again, your goal with the book is just to educate and inform people your clients, your friends, your family, anyone that wants to take a look at the book just educates you on how to be better prepared for taxes and get prepared for retirement. You can get a free copy of the bestseller at artofmoneyradio.com. It's right there on the homepage. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group?
1: Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com.